Hello and welcome to another episode of Total Reboot, the only podcast on the internet that dares to discuss cinema in its most finest form, classic movies. And this week we are continuing our miniseries celebrating the films of 1982, the summer of the blockbuster. That is right, we're looking back with rose-coloured glasses at an era now filled with nostalgia. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos, and as always on this podcast, across the table from me is Cameron James. (laughs) Thanks for having me. 1982, six years before I was born, Mm -hmm. five years before I was conceived. Were your parents dating? Were their siblings perhaps Mm. in play at this time? I have a feeling uh, that they were dating. So they had probably gotten a little fresh. They could have been sitting in the cinema, making out, touching each other's Over the clothes, clothes thank you very much. While watching the movie of today's session, Poltergeist. Yeah, I I hope so. I really hope my parents felt each other's... Dicks and tits up to this movie. Wow. And this is one of your favorite movies, right, Cameron? It is. And you know what? I hadn't seen it up until about four years ago. I'd avoided wow. it. And uh, then I watched it a few years ago and decided this is one of my all time faves. But enough about me, enough about you. We've got a guest here sitting awkwardly next to us in the studio. Not. Not even allowed to say a word yet. He's so awkward right now. He's Am I I sitting across from Michael Cera? This guy's awkward. (laughs) This isn't a character from the mind of Jesse Eisenberg. This is an awkward character that makes me feel unease. (laughs) This must be Napoleon Dynamite or something, because this guy's freaking awkward. Mel, are you Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, yeah. (laughs) It's uh, a big talent's. (laughs) <laughs> it's me, Ben Russell. Ben Russell is here. AKA yeah. Australia's Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Awkward comedy. Now, what's that all about, Ben? Well, it's about time. Um, time, <laughs> and it's about uh, getting into that sort of, you know, thing. Yep. And. <laughs> There's a lot of laughs behind this. There's a lot of laughs, a lot of pauses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pauses. love those pauses. We love awkward comedy. I call it cringe humour. Yeah, cringe humour. I humor. love cringe yeah. humour. In 1982, my parents, they had my brother. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't have been a, even a whisper in my daddy's ball. No way. You, the sperm that you came from wouldn't have even been generated it yet. It wouldn't have been. No. Many, many loads were to come and go. <laughs> That's before right. you. So many of my dad's loads. <laughs> it would have been. They were not even in this country. Good oh Lord. At this Where time. were they? They were in probably. I would say Dallas or <gasps> Austin, Texas. Wow. Oh, wow. Texas. I Austin, Texas. Texas mm. And there would be just loads of uh, sperm out there that I wouldn't <laughs> even know that I was related to somehow. So many, like, dusty loads laying on the ground yeah. of Texas up against a cactus or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dusty loads. You ever seen a dusty load brush up and get caught in the talons of a mighty prickly pear? <laughs> you may have just been a cherub up in heaven waiting for the sperm that you would ride in on. Yeah, I was, um, I was like um, the, the, the Pixar film. You know, the Pixar film. Yeah. Was, Inside Out. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> soul. Soul. Oh, I, I didn't like see a, that one. Like soul. soul. Didn't see that one. But it's no, about it's a actually, ghost. It's actually one of the, I think, visually sumptuous, mm. beautiful lighting in it. 
Yes, exactly. Can I say that? You I, are love, allowed to I say love it when people say stuff like that. We This is what we do on this podcast. We love to talk about movies, but we also love to bring kind of grubby, mucked up humor to it. Yeah. So if yeah. you talk about lighting here or there, beautiful You've stuff. You've done your job. You've done mm. your job. And then if you say something gross, perhaps like um, your father splurting loads all over Texas yeah. and yeah. all over the floor and squat on the dirt over mid. <laughs> Middle Texas. You're working overtime right now, buddy. Yeah. You know, the listeners of the podcast would love this convergence of these two things. Yeah. yeah. Squeezing the jazz. <laughs> so, Ben, we're talking. Squeeze the jazz. <laughs> Squeeze the jazz. I don't know why, what it is about Cameron, <laughs> mm-hmm. but whenever you get us in a room, <laughs> Paulie Shore comes Paulie in. Shore is one of those. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. Five, I don't know why either. And it's gotten us into trouble. Alexi. Really? Yeah, yes. we've gotten... Where was a Paulie Shaw mishap with you two? We've gotten shushed by not one, but two, maybe even three comedians from do- being too loud, yep. doing Paulie Shaw impressions. During their sets, usually. Yep. and um, It's very disrespectful. It actually is. We worked on a... Uh, a web series earlier in the year and I was like, wow, we've been on really good behavior for these three days Mm. we've been working together. And then on the last day, ruined someone's take just by sitting by a pool and going, (laughs) yeah, it's all... It's really bad. We're, yeah. we're, look, we're really bad people. There's no squeezing the juice. <laughs> <laughs> no more are we going to squeeze the juice. So <laughs> This is a juice-free zone from now on. That's right. Group. Now, Poltergeist 1982, you- As the uh, Germans say- Das Poltergeist. <laughs> you were a neophyte to the Poltergeist. You'd never it seen it before. I was quite the Philistine. Yes, mm. if you will. Mm. You'd never um, seen it? Hashtag free Philistine. <laughs> I don't want to get it caught up in the whole no. thing. It's too messy. But... No politics for me. Yeah. Um, I... Wonder mm. if you had avoided it for the same reason as me. I thought it looked lame. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I think the uh, I never got it because the VHS cover of it always I didn't like the main image. And back mm. then, judging That's a book by its cover is all that we had. Mm. Is this the image of the little girl Carol Ann with her back to us and her face pressed up against the TV? Yeah, you didn't like that. To reminded you of you perhaps mm. because Maybe. you would love the TV. Oh man, I was a I was a latchkey kid with mm. square eyes. You know what I mean? You would love to press your nose up against the warm glow of the TV. That's right. I called it the babysitter. You used to go down to the bodega and get a like a salami sandwich, a sweet cheese. Yeah, get yeah. the sweet cheese from the bodega. <laughs> come back home, cook yourself up a little dinner. When's mom getting home? Don't know. She's pulling double shifts tonight. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna curl up with my best friend. Okay, that's primetime television. The tube. That's The Simpsons. That's MASH. <laughs> that's uh, that's men uh, behaving badly. The Rob Schneider sitcom. That's Caroline in the city. Up late with hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> hot dogs would put me to bed at night. Yeah. Um, He'd wake me up and put me to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I call him the babysitter in my house. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm with you. I I thought. It looked lame. I also thought maybe I was a stupid philistine, but mm. the title was just like, I was like, what? What yeah. a boring word. Poltergeist? And also, I have to admit, I had already read 
the Poltergeist parody spoof in Mad, Mad Magazine. Which mm. Do you remember the title of it? I do not remember. I tried to, I've been trying to look it up, trying to remember it. But I was a big, I was a Mad Magazine subscriber. Mm. I had all my dad's old Mad Magazines and my brother's. And so I was a long-term Mad Magazine printed media wow. spoofs and goofs. Alfred E. Newman was one of your heroes. <laughs> yeah, out. I absolutely adored, all right. adored it, it. It's crazy to me that we didn't uh, get what the spoof title was. Mm. <laughs> um, it's Poultry Guys. Poultry guys. Poultry yeah. guys, yeah. They yeah. love that, those sort of old-fashioned words mm, like poultry yeah. and shit like that. I loved Mad as well, and I would often see the parodies of things before I saw the actual yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. I saw a Jaws parody before I saw Jaws mm-hmm. and, and Close Encounters and whatnot. Only Spielberg-related <clears throat> yes. films. So I, would, I knew everything that had happened in this film, mm-hmm. and I knew all the references to it in, you know, different, you know, parodies or homages or whatever so i knew all the cultural references that had been made about it and i knew the the outline of it mm-hmm. you know but um this was the first time i ever saw it so it was fun to it was fun to see the old lady and be like oh, yeah. i recognize her from, from ace ventura drew, yeah for ace ventura <laughs> he did mention yes. the ace ventura I did, line did. he did <laughs> i had the yeah. great pleasure of sitting next to ben while watching this movie it was, and I was like, that's Ace Ventura. Yeah, yeah. This house is clean. <laughs> and uh, Can you feel that body? <laughs> Did you recognize <laughs> it from that Simpsons episode where they go 3D? Yeah. As well. Mm-hmm. Tie a little rope around them, jump into the uh, the closet. Um, yeah, and look, I want to get into whether you liked it or not. I think I may, we may as well ask now. I want to know. What did you think of this flick? Um, I think it was good. Okay. I think it it was fun. It was it's. I didn't get spooked at all by it. No, of course but not. I'm a, well, you did watch it during the afternoon, <clears throat> and I'm I'm one of the bravest people. Yeah, like, I'm You're pretty much brave. I pretty much un unspookable. He also yeah. ate 100 pistachios while watching this movie. Oh, I thought you were okay with it. Now you're shaming me. I didn't say it was bad. He I also said, ate 100. I bought 50. Ki- I bought a half. You bought a- 200 pistachios. Yeah. <laughs> I bought five, a kilo of pistachios, and mm. he had this new beautiful bowl. That I got had this a- pistachio bowl. It was gorgeous. It was, yeah. and you. So it was two bowls, but the yeah. first mm. bowl. That's, that's where the, the you, that's where the pistachios and were. And then you discard yeah. of the rind. And then you pop the, the shell. Rind? Yeah. shell. The shell. shell. Yeah. You de-shell the pistachio and then you pop that shell underneath in the second bowl, the second chamber. And I, I crunched the uh, shells right down and I spit out the little green bit. <laughs> well, that's really <laughs> good for yet. your fibre. It's great. Yeah. There's a lot of fibre in that oh, shell. Oh, my asshole has been torn to shreds by these things. <laughs> it breaks on the rest of your food as it comes out. <laughs> yeah. How do you know it was the... The shells that tore your asshole. <laughs> well, we don't want to get too personal on the show. We don't like to reveal too many no, personal no. details about our <laughs> yeah, lives. Yeah, right. Don't want to dox yourself. No, no, no. no. We no. keep this pretty professional. We talk yeah. mainly about movies. We talk about movies mainly. Yeah. We don't really delve into what goes on in the back passage I- of either <laughs> of us. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe that's something we don't cover too often on this podcast? Yeah, right. Anal stuff doesn't really come up that often. Well, maybe maybe this could be the episode. This could be your anal phase, you know? <laughs> they talk about artists going through like their blue. Phase, or you know, mm, that's the brown phase. Yeah, you, this is your brown. We're phase. in the brown period. <laughs> Welcome to Brown Town. <laughs> so, I mean, so, yeah. I, I look. I had a very similar experience yeah. to you, except mine was a couple of years earlier, and um, 
Pistachios had not been invented. We <laughs> didn't have <laughs> cashews and yeah, yeah, when yeah. you had tamari almonds. Oh, I love a tamari. Let me tell you, I love a tamari. <laughs> I, know, I can tell from Do you love a job. tamari? I love a tamari. He loves a tamari. Oh, friends. I love a tamari, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stoner uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a stoner humour that we're employing yeah. on this episode. <laughs> Shall we get into the movie Pop the Ghost? Yes, Shall we get into the do it. guts can, of the Can matter? I just say one of more thing about my opinion may. real quick? Yeah. I liked it. I actually quite appreciated that at the time this would have been amazing mm. special effects. And I think yeah, all the special yeah. effects is still done well enough that it holds up. Totally. Yeah. I like to enjoy it from with a little bit of distance where I can smirk a little bit at the effects, but mm. I still think they look cool. Mm. I'm a bit of a sucker for this sort of era of practical effects. It's really done. There's a lot of care done it doing into it, like when things were sort of flying around mm. in the room. You could t- I mean, it was it looked kind of silly, but the keying was spectacular yeah. and things like the effect where they... We get, sorry if I'm getting it, but where they would shine a light, like a little thin beam mm. of light, and then put mm. smoke over it and then just take that and superimpose it as this kind of like... Yeah, yeah, opening yeah. Up. I thought that was really cool. Totally. This and underwater stuff as mm. well. It's been filmed. Oh, I love it. So cool. I can't wait to do it. Let's get into Poltergeist. All right. In the darkness of early morning in a new suburban home, six-year-old Carol Ann will be the first to realize. Ah, they're here. That thing is in there with my baby. And you will never look at your television set the same way again. Poltergeist. It knows what scares you. A Steven Spielberg production. Rated PG. We're going to kick off our discussion on Poltergeist 1982, directed by Toby Hooper. Okay, Tobe. But he's, his name From is Toby. But he's written as Tobe. Yeah. And I love to call the guy Tobe. Yeah, I think we got to call him Tobe. His got to name's Tobe. I have utmost respect for the written word. Me too. And I see a name written down, and I think I'm going to say it as I see it, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing Tobe. Yeah. And Tobe is a fantastic filmmaker. He made Poltergeist. He's the director of Poltergeist 1982. We're going to kick this discussion off with a little segment we love to call on this podcast, Ben, Love That Log Line. Cameron has gone out there into the wild western web, and he's found... <laughs> A beautiful log line, and we will have to let him know if we love it or if we hate it, but we have to rate it. <laughs> Cameron, what is the synopsis and where's it from? Just so you know, Ben, we can't do a segment on this show without there being some kind of rhyming mm-hmm. tagline that goes along. Yeah. Yes. We love taglines, we love log lines, and we love to market the podcast from within the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I found this log line on moviemistakes.com. Wow. The oh. smug fox over at moviemistakes.com. Oh, uh, in one second, you actually see um, that there's a camera light in the background. Yeah, fuck off. He Schmuck talks like though. this. He goes, so what? We're just doing this right now? It's unbelievable. One star. Here we go. It's that. It's always talking like this. And like it's something. But a lot of those movie ones are like, oh, my God, she runs down here. Isn't that crazy? I hate the way that they're mm. edited to be really fast. Yeah. Mm. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I hate them all. They're, I'm thinking of Cinema Sins. Cinema yeah. Sins. All I the think that shit is the fucking this. worst. Because a lot of the sins, you're just like, you. this was either made. This is just mm-hmm. a, it's anger bait. What a mm. cliche. 
Yeah, or it's just made by someone who fucking hates all films anyway. Mm. Totally. So in which case, why are you doing this to yourself? In which case, F off. Mm -hmm. F off, please. Kindly. F Kindly show yourself the door and F off. I'm actually going to be unkind. Fuck you, (gasps) screw yourself, and fuck off. Don't make fun of movies. Holy shit. Don't do it. Movies are really powerful. You're getting real red. I get upset when people make fun of me. He's holding a gun. (laughs) I am ready to blow away anyone that dares You look like you're ready to pop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am gonna pop. He's gonna oh, blow. Man. I'm gonna blast away anyone that I'm gonna get make squirted by your sweet, <laughs> sweet berry juice. Juice. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> We're on, that was our last one. Okay. We're on moviemistakes.com, and I found a logline for mm-hmm. Poltergeist 1982. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. While living an average family house. In a pleasant neighborhood, the youngest daughter of the Freeling family, Carol Ann, seems to be connecting with the supernatural through a dead channel on the television. It is not long when the mysterious beings enter the house's walls. New sentence. At first seeming like harmless ghosts, they play tricks and amuse the family. But they take a nasty turn. Dash. They horrify the family to death with angry angry trees and murderous dolls and finally abduct Carol Ann into her bedroom closet comma, which seems like the entrance to the other side. Full stop. End of synopsis. Not too bad. Mm. I, I think they did a great job putting the build-up of this film into that log line where it's like, you know, they've got an average house. Then things take a turn for the strange. And like, okay, ghosts are around. But they're actually kind of funny. <laughs> they, they make pranks in the kitchen. They put chairs all up and down in the place. Yeah. And you're like, well, maybe this is life now. Mm. Hang on a tick. Things take a turn from the strange to the worse. Mm. They try to steal one of their kids yeah. and they get scared to death by them. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that's a bit false. Actually, no one really dies in this movie. No one no, gets no one scared to death. Everyone's good. The only dead people were already dead. Yeah. Uh, 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 old uh, Quakers and shit. Yeah, old yeah. Quakers. The pilgrims. Whatever these. People that died like maybe 40 years before. Yeah, and we don't give too much of a fuck yeah. about them. Mm. Now, they're not the problem, though. No. You know, the. Beast. The, beast. Mm-hmm. the beast, the beast, the beast, the beast, folks. The beast. He's a bad poltergeist. <laughs> He's a bad guy. Okay, we got the beast. He's not a great guy. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> These freelings. We got people in those houses. There's watching people television in those watching all night long. Why is she watching so much television, folks? Okay. <laughs> ben, as an American, each time the TV would end its session for the day, he would stand mm. up with his hand on his heart for the national mm. anthem. Mm. And I would, I would say the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Which is? We'll cut it out, but say the whole thing. Loo-doo-boo-doo, <laughs> under God is dirty bee, gooden-boodin, a curtain burden. That's it. That's and you put your hand to your heart, and you go, <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I know my rights! <laughs> okay, great stuff. <laughs> Americans Cameron. are dumb, aren't they? Oh, good lord. Do you want me to keep that in, or is that too rude? I'm an American, so I can say that. Okay, We I won't can't. say it. We won't say it. I'll say this. Americans are some of the most smartest people, and they've made some of the best movies. Well, that is mm-hmm. true, mm-hmm. but it's also they can be dumb. And some of the best blue jeans. Oh, oh, I love Levi's. my Levi Strauss. I, that's what I like. All the good American things have German names, like Poltergeist and <laughs> Levi Strauss. <laughs> and Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Oh, I love that Haagen-Dazs. Haagen-Dazs and Ben and Jerry's. Yes. <laughs> ben and Yeris. <laughs> ben and Yeris. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> now, Cameron, this yeah. is one of your favourites. Uh-huh. You came to LA. That's why I yeah. find curious. I thought this would have been a childhood favourite of yours. I'm so surprised to hear that this is one of your favourite films ever. Why is that? I don't know. Well, I'm a Because you're more of a TNA guy. I thought you were. <laughs> yeah. More of an American Pie Presents Bandcamp yeah. kind of guy. That's, I, when I think of Cameron's favorite movies, I think of movies that have Austin Powers in them or yeah. big old American Brazis <laughs> being removed from themselves. It's either going to have tits or tits are going to be mm. implied. You love yeah. Porkies. Porkies, I thought, would be your favorite movie. When you movie. think of me, you think of unrated editions. Yes, we you think, think of un- director's cuts. You think yeah. of any movie poster where we're looking through a mm. pair of women's legs at the fellas. Yeah, we thought, you know, The Graduate is perhaps one of your favorite movies. Mm. And then also any movie that was promoted on DVD as too hot for cinemas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that's too hard. Yeah. No, I'm a sucker for a, uh, and I've I've mentioned this in the past, for a wholesome suburban mm-hmm. film like, like the Burbs. Lo- love the Burbs. I grew up in the Burbs. Yes, I love the Burbs. So you could relate to the. Burbs. I love all the Spielberg Burbsy movies. Spielberg. I love. <laughs> the Spielberg. Spielberg. I love that's the a box set I want to make. I want to make that box set. I love all that shit. Mm-hmm. This movie, I think I, when I was a kid, I, I didn't realise how Spielbergy it would be. Mm. And then a couple of years ago when I finally watched it, I was pretty gobsmacked by how much Tobe had sort of played in the Spielberg mm. uh, sandbox. Mm. Not that that's a bad thing. I think it's fun and yes. cool. So let me guess, some other favourite movies mm. would be uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Love Harry and the Hendersons, yeah. yes. Beethoven. Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Charles Grodin, come Charles on. Charles Grodin, come yeah, on. He's a, he's a hero to many of us. Those yes. have got to be two. That is going to mm-hmm. be up there. That's suburbia. Yeah, I love the, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. also you're a big fan of like David Lynch. Uh-huh. And the dark side of the suburb. And I say that Poltergeist is also not Lynchian, but a lot of the movies you like are the suburbs, mm-hmm. and then also what lurks beneath the yes. suburbs. It shows the kind of cruel and dark nature. I like both sides of the. Mm. Car- I like all the Linklater films, mm-hmm. which just idolize laying back, drinking beer, smoking bud, mm-hmm. hanging mm-hmm. out with your friends in the burbs. All right, but all then right. you get David Lynch, and he's like, "Hey, but guess what? There's some guess pretty what? fucked up shit going on." You out could here. find an ear or something on the yeah. ground yeah. here. Yeah. There's- sire, sire, that sort of stuff. Sorry, that was my yeah. that's my David Lynch impression. It's just him in Dune. Yeah, <laughs> he's directing Dune. Sire, sire, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, and uh, I think when I first watched this a few years ago, one of the first things I heard about it yeah. was the. Urban legends. Oh, there's a lot of urban um, legends. The urban this. legends. I prefer suburban legends, mm-hmm. of which this has a few. <laughs> <laughs> but the, obviously, the main one is that the poltergeist curse, which the I'm poltergeist. sure you guys have already discussed today mm. during your viewing. I did mm, not unlike so. the Macbeth curse. Mm. Mm. We don't say that uh, the name of it in this yeah, because we're actors. Scottish play. We call it the, the Scottish podcast. Yes, because <laughs> we are actors. We cannot say. I do say the Scottish Coen brother movie. That's yeah, how I call yes. it, you know? Yeah. But, yes. um, you know, there's the curse is one of them. That yeah. is this, you know, it's a cur- there's a curse around this movie because many people met untimely fates that worked on this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also another urban legend or mm-hmm. suburban legend, if you will, uh, which is that this film is... The, uh, the poltergeist is not the only ghost of this movie, mm. but Steven Spielberg was the ghost director of this film. Have you heard this one? 
I have. I well, I have heard it in the fact that um, Alexi told me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, during yeah. The, yes. During the opening, he leant over and said, "People think that Spielberg directed that." <laughs> Legitimately, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I bought it to the DVD. I bought it to the TV. And it is very, it does feel mm. like a Spielberg. Totally. Like, yes. With the music mm-hmm. and the, that wonderful little Hollywood moments of, you know, kissing in the, as, as the outside the portal and uh-huh. the swelling and then the, the monologues, that kind mm. of old school Wizard of Oz style monologue. Yes. With, with the strings. Yeah. And it, you got is kids very riding old. around on BMXs yeah. in half-built mm. suburbs. It's all very Stranger Things. Yeah, yes. totally. It really borrowed a lot from Stranger Things. I feel. Yeah, I think it really. <laughs> the, the <laughs> I think it. Uh, I think it's almost kind of. I would be a little bit pissed off if That's I was. That's so interesting. If duff, I was a Duffer brother, if I was a Duffer yeah. brother, I'd be kind of like, "Excuse me, uh, squeeze me." Hello, you, you just turned the upside down and turned into a poltergeist realm. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I hope, honestly, I, I feel like Stephen King also ripped off a fair bit from the Duffer Brothers mm-hmm. for his books. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Come yes. on. That's honestly not even cool. And God rest his weary soul. Wes Craven, mm. a craven thief, if you ask me. Mm. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. But Jonathan the- Carpenter. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> that's his mother speaking to him because he's got a stern word coming to him. Because <laughs> he stole from the Duffer Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's right, Jonathan Carpenter. You get in this house one second. You been stealing from the Duffer Boys again? <laughs> but I would say these two rumors, these two urban legends around this film, both extremely rude. I think they're both really, really rude. Me too. Very disrespectful rumors. Mm. Very disrespectful because, you know, one, it is a lot of stuff to... Like, the obviously, the curse is so rude mm. because there's a lot of tragedies that are connected. You know, the two young women that act in this film, uh, Heather O'Rourke, who plays Carol Ann Freeling, she passed away very young due to misdiagno- yeah. being misdiagnosed as having Crohn's disease and she had, like, a sepsis. She passed away of Whoa. toxic so- shock syndrome. Very, very young age. Um, such a wonderful actor. Mm. And then also... Uh, she did a great job. For, totally. For her. It would have been easy for them to just get away with a kid that mm. did shit. Totally, yeah. She's great. She, she does a really good job. something in this. Yeah, and she Dominique. understood the assignment, I felt. She get it. Yeah. And Dominique Dunn, uh, who plays her older sister Dana, was murdered by her boyfriend, which is just awful. And I think no. it's so trivializing to put these two... These deaths and there's other deaths involved in the sequels as long. So trivializing the go like, yes, it was the curse from this creepy movie. Yeah, you know, mm. it's so. I we think should it's start so saying that there's a curse of just movies from 1914. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, they're cursed. Mm. Everyone involved in that production. It's such a tragedy. Everyone involved in that Everyone trip in- to the moon has oh passed away. <laughs> Everyone, would you believe this? Every member of the Kelly Gang is now dead. Have you heard <laughs> of the curse of Ad Astra? No. Yeah, everyone's forgotten they made that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch out. The, the barbs. Claws are out. The claws are out and I'm coming That's for you. That's quite a jibe heading towards Mr. Bradley Pitts. I don't think he'll be able to stand for something like that. <laughs> Sorry, I recently forgot that I had watched Ad Astra. <laughs> and I was starting to run out and I was like, oh, no, I for- I've tried to watch this movie like three or four yeah. times. I had stopped was- and then forgotten that I I had to review Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. I had to go see an early morning session. 
and this is very rude. I fell asleep during it. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. someone nudged me because I snored. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, brother. And then I also think that Toby Hooper, Tobe, Tobe. I think it's so rude to Tobe when people are like, Steven Spielberg directed this movie. Yeah. I think he is so rude. Toby Hooper is a freaking, like a master of cinema. He made Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg saw that. He's like, I want to work with this fella. I want to mm. make something with this guy. Steven Spielberg's right. He's writing Poltergeist. He's dreaming up E.T. He goes to Tobe. Do you want to do E.T.? The guy's like, no, I'm a freak. I don't make that kind of stuff. And he goes, well, hang on a second. I'm thinking of Poltergeist as well. He's like, oh, let me have it. Let me have my yeah. sticky little paws. Well, I mean, he wrote. So Spielberg wrote it. Spielberg yeah. wrote Poltergeist. And, and produced it. And produced yes. it. So, of course, he, it's going to feel like And he's Spielberg. on set a lot. They're saying mm-hmm. that he would uh, he would be on set a lot, often directing second unit. Yes. And stuff like that. And Some he, actors have been pricks and come forward and said, do you know what? Steven actually directed the movie Tobe did nothing mm-hmm. and I think to those actors some of whom have passed away yes that's really rude thing to that, say. the only curse is that that people have been rude about Tobe mm. Zelda Rubenstein who mm. plays Tangina in this movie she is the one that kind of helped aid that rumour going mm. she said that Stephen worked with her a lot over the, t- the six days that she was on shoot but all the other actors have now come out and said no Tobe did everything. Tobe was on set all the time. Yeah. He was the one mm. that uh, he shot list everything. He did all the storyboards. He set up all the shots and stuff. He did all the scene blocking as well. Spielberg had more of say in helping the effects come together because mm. this yeah. is like a big Hollywood production. It is also Tobe's first big production, uh, first blockbuster studio yeah. picture. And I think Spielberg's so powerful, he probably overstepped the line a few too many times. Yeah, he's and- exci- an excitable boy. Very dominant personality. Yeah, yes. Tobes a shy fella. Mm-hmm. I feel it, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I also think, as I read uh, the New York Times article that came out in 1982. Oh, yeah. To, it was a profile on Spielberg mm-hmm. to promote both E.T. and Poltergeist. Coming yeah, back. Right. At, coming out back to back, back to back one week after another. So there's wow. a big New York Times profile on mm-hmm. Spielberg um, and they, in that profile, they never mention Toe Hooper's name yeah. and they keep calling Poltergeist Spielberg's movie. They don't say he directed it, mm. but they're like, Spielberg's got a new movie coming out called Poltergeist. It's about freaky shit going down in the burbs. Yeah. So it's like the words getting out even from the press. Mm. I think there was even a press thing at that time where they caught Steven Spielberg doing second unit shooting of like some extras or mm. playing around with some toy cars or cars outside, like on the street. And they noted down like, oh, he's directing. He's the real director. He's secretly directing this. There were like no main actors in it. It was like second unit bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely rude. Absolutely disrespectful. Get a clue. And it's interesting to me that, like, so much of this film's reputation has, like, lived on because of these two rumors, this curse and stuff. Mm. But the actual film itself, I also, like you, Cam, and like you today, Ben, I came to this movie a bit late. It wasn't a childhood favorite of mine. Mm. But I think it was also mainly because I was uh, not late to horror because horrors, I love horror so much. But I didn't really get into horror properly and seeking out the classics until I was, like, 19 or something. And so I probably would have seen it a few years after that. Mm. But this is, to me, the one of the all-time great haunted house movies, if not like top three all-time, because I think it is such a – it really captures the main point of horror, which is transgression. 
And it's about tra- this whole film is a great example of like what is transgression in horror films. This is a thing where they have set up this whole new suburb. It's built on the burial land of a cemetery. Mm-hmm. They didn't get rid of the they didn't get rid of the bodies. Everyone is still down there. They just chopped the headstones down and built the whole suburb over the top. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is like a true transgression against the former world, the people that used to populate it, and something that's quite sacred, which is passing on to the next realm. I think it's really disrespectful mm. to build houses yeah. on top of bodies. And just move the headstones. It, it is a bit <sighs> yeah. of a. It's and, a bit disrespectful. And you know what? Fuck real estate, people, yes. man. Whoa, dude. Come yeah. on, man. No, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. Fuck the real what estate. What have real estate people ever done to you? Oh, <sighs> the scroll is about to be unwound. <laughs> real estate people. Killed my entire family systematically. I don't think that's that's true. I say just give them a chance. All right. I don't mean to be a real estate apologist, but I'm just saying just maybe get to know them. They were just having a bad day. What's underneath that T-shirt? Oh my! He's wearing a, a full blue suit, suit under there. <laughs> he's got a blue got suit a blue on under there. He's holding a sign oh that says "Police." Yeah, he's got a joint poster with his head on it. <laughs> I'm gonna make your money work for you. <laughs> this guy's a freaking oh, undercover real estate. This place is a real fixer upper. It could be your dream home. <laughs> I think it's haunted. You guys want any? You guys, I'm, I got a bag of cats. You guys want to drown them? Oh, I oh, hate real estate gosh. agents. That sounds like a cure for warts from a Tom Sawyer novel. <laughs> <laughs> but those two rumours um, maybe were partly why I eventually watched this movie. Mm, yeah. Even though they're quite rude, I found they're them fascinating. Rude. And I wanted, to, to I wanted to see for myself what I thought about <laughs> this, <laughs> this Tobin Spielberg rumour. And I think I've watched a few Tobe movies. It, this is a Tobe movie. Mm. Yeah. It just... Plays in the Spielberg sandbox. Like but I it's said, written by Spielberg, approved totally. by Spielberg. Of course, it's going to have a Spielberg uh, vibe. And mm. it, the Spielberg vibe was addictive to other people. Joe Dante fucked around there mm. too. Yep. Who else you got? Joe Johnson fucking around in yes. there. Don Bluth. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other oh, filmmakers worked for Amblin and kind of made- All their buddies, you Richard know. Donner. They all kind oh, of made Richard a spielberg yeah, yeah. movie at yeah, some point. very much so. Yeah. But I think this is also- the fears that it gets into and the way they kind of display fears is a, like it is of course channeled through Spielberg you know Spielberg talks about how he has a fear of clowns and he had a fear of a creepy tree that sat outside his window growing up and I think it, it's from that Spielberg perspective but I think the way that they're executed and the kind of like I think the kind of uh, gripping terror of the of the horror in this movie is much more in the vein of like the unrelentingness of Toby Hooper, mm. and we love you, Tobe. Yeah, we do love you, Tobe. It really escalates. It escalates quite fast, right? Mm. That is what I find quite exciting about this movie. Yeah, I kind of wish there was more time of the ghost just being fun. Mm. Yeah, I do. I wish <laughs> I. Genuine. You love Casper. It's one of your I other favourite suburban films. I wish there were just a little... I feel like I could have used maybe one or two little hauntings more mm, instead mm. until we had a giant tree yeah, smash through because that whole set piece, it comes pretty out of nowhere. There's like, oh, they're sliding shit across the mm. floor. They're stacking chairs. They're having fun in the house. And then next minute, we got a big tree breaking through the house, a fucking tornado outside the window, and these weird... Everything in the house is flying and shit and all then, at once. And then that that uh, the the tree breaking in. Mm. Well, don't we see that room again? 
and it is all complete. It doesn't. It doesn't look like a tree's broken in. Yeah. I well, think the ghosts are doing tricky stuff. Yeah. Right. That's my how I. Uh, can you not be a cinema sense? <laughs> I'm just the, thinking. The ghost does tricky things. Okay. Okay. I get really upset when people do cinema sense. It's not a cinema sense. It's a continuity error. That <laughs> I was just scene. curious about it. <laughs> I was just wondering, we just kind of forgot about that. But obviously, that was obviously in his mind, maybe. I think so. It wasn't in his mind. I think mind. they're tricking. They're like, no, it wasn't because you had the face guy, and that one was in his that mind. That was oh, tricky. Yeah. But then God, that's everyone disgusting. ends, up, everyone ends up outside so that she could get sucked into the mm. yeah. wardrobe. Caroline. So, yeah, she's gone. Yeah, it's just a, that's a little leap in, uh, I would say, in factuality. In you have to do a little bit of a leap. I, yeah, I agree. But I also. Th- I think that a lot of it is happening in mm. their heads. Too. And yeah, I would okay. say every time those doors shut behind me, the light goes out, the screen turns on, I'm taking a leap. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a leap of faith that we all take as cinema goers. Yeah. You yeah. know, we suspend and we let these stories uh, simply wash <laughs> over us and take us on a journey. And I think that that is the human spirit and it's the stories that we can tell. And that's why our cinema will live forever. <laughs> it will outlive us all. <laughs> <laughs> I think what uh, I felt the same way about um, American Pie presents the Naked Mile. <laughs> In the scene where Stifler's cousin Eric Stifler um, tries to have sex on a pool table and yes. gets his ball bag caught in the corner pocket. Oh, actually, this Left ball corner pocket. <laughs> This actually harkens me back to Eurotrip uh, with Michelle Trachtenberg and uh, <coughs> Miss Guzzi. <laughs> yes, a classic seminal com- comedy when, scene. Um, when Fred Armisen says Miss Guzzi, yeah. <laughs> that's a commentary on uh, I literally, the class issue in Europe. And I literally howled. <laughs> <laughs> I could not hold back my laughter. Ow! I looked around the center and I said, this moment will live on. <laughs> I could not hold back my laughter when Vinnie Jones appears as a football hooligan, knowing full well the meta-contextuality of the scene, knowing that Vinnie Jones himself was a real-life football hooligan. He had played on the field as a soccer player, football, if you are from the UK, yep. and culture, if you're Italian. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. I can verify that. Hmm. Vinnie Jones is in that movie. <laughs> he has a porky, I think, in the scene too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's some of the great moments in cinema history. Thanks for listening. Great <laughs> moments in cinema history. <laughs> uh, one of the things I think that makes this movie so powerfully grounded, like mm. why we kind of soak into that suburban life, is... I think that it is some of Spielberg's finest writing moments of creating a family Mm. together that feel quite real and grounded and that feel their relationships all feel like like they are evolving very naturally together. Yes, Mm. I would agree. I really enjoyed the the sort of character development areas Mm -hmm. with the family. They felt... They didn't feel like stereotypes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I felt like a movie of this time that it was made and of this vibe could have very easily mm. sunk into. Well, correct. Mm-hmm. The Nelson's a freaking Reaganite. He's a real life Republican, and his character Steve Freeling, he's smoking doobies. I yeah. love that. First scene. of all, I love that scene. scene. It's, it's such so a humanizing cool. thing that yeah, these- mum and dad are having a little bit of fun upstairs mm-hmm. on their own. I love that shit. I yeah, love that. I, I love Craig T. I don't care if he's a Republican. I think he, he's awesome. He's probably my favorite Republican, <laughs> openly Republican actor. He's in my top mm, five. Me, probably Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, love the 
guy. He's money, baby. I think he's beautiful. Money, baby. He's a beautiful baby. I oh, love that's him. Money. Hey, you know, earmuffs. That's all I have to say. Shit, piss, fuck. Okay. Is it really that hard? <laughs> I love him. Sandler. <laughs> He's the new Republican campaigns. I love him too. Yeah, right. Has he? Yes, he has. Uh, John Voight. No, love John. His work. No, don't no, love John him Voight, as a guy. He's bad. Yeah, Same he's with bad, James yeah. Woods, one of the worst guys in the world. Yeah, Woods, um, his movies from the eighties <laughs> to the nineties. Great, <laughs> great. Love Lester Diamond. Um, yes. No, I love that whole. Se- I think it's very real, and I- I've mm-hmm. said this. I think I said this when we were talking about ET. What I love about the way Spielberg. Uh, creates with families and with mm. children is that they are never too precocious, mm. never too on the nose. Mm-hmm. They're always quite grounded and real. And that's something that a lot of these other kind of rip-off-y movies miss a lot yeah. of the time. I think outside of the horror realm, the weed-smoking scene with Joe Beth Williams and Craig T. Nelson, great setup for that stuff. The other one where I think it might be some of Joe Beth Williams' best work as the mother is where she is kind of talking Carol Ann through her canary dying suddenly. Yeah, that's and fun. they're like building the little tomb that they're going to put the canary down into the earth with mm. where they're packing like all the little roses and stuff. And Carol Ann, uh, played by Heather O'Rourke, just like talking through that, like talking through mm. that grief, mm. I think is such a perfect setup for all the existential life and death and the blurred line between the two. <laughs> we got this blurred line. <laughs> Lines. The rubbing thick of it all. Yeah, the pharrell of it all that goes on in this movie, I think, is like quite spectacular. And I think yeah. that is kind of like alongside the groundbreaking special effects, why this film resonates so much to this day. Totally. Um, I love the way that Joe totally. Beth- totally. <laughs> I love recall. the way that Joe Beth said, baby. Mm. Uh. Give me back my baby. My baby. <laughs> It was a baby. I really like. How would you say it if your baby. child had just been sucked into a wall? Probably that way. My baby, <laughs> give me back my baby. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I think so. As an actor, Beautiful. I really like her choice. I like and, it. Uh, I love the older woman, not the not the little old woman, but the- oh, Beatrice oh, she's straight. Yes, Beatrice it- Strait. Here's a little trivia for you, Cam. Beatrice mm. Strait holds the record for. Oscar earned and won with the least amount of screen time. Really? She's got like two minutes in network. She's William Holden's wife. Oh, yeah. And she's the one that just yes. monologues directly at him. Yep. She won an Oscar for it. I love seeing her in this with like so much time to play. Mm. Beautiful monologues in this movie from her as well. But I think that's the warmth of this movie that is like the right in between Spielberg and Tobe, mm. where they like play these existential moments with her where she's talking about like what is beyond, what mm. is the afterlife, what are, what is haunting them. But she does it with like such sincerity and such sensitivity to the family and such sensitivity to Joe Beth that I think is just like truly special acting. Yeah. And she's one of those actors that has this kind of striking silver screen vibe to mm. her. Mm, absolutely. Like yep. I would love to sort of see what else she'd done and how far, how long she'd been doing it for. You yeah, know? I don't know much about her. I, those I, are the I, only two off the top of my head, I know. Yeah, I know yeah, from right. Network. Um, You know, I'm looking at her filmography now and there's not a hell of a lot I've seen. She's a Tony Award winner as well. Yeah. Yeah, she's a theatre theater Oh, gal. The Crucible yeah, right. and the Scottish play. Oh. And Twelfth Night. I've I've performed in Twelfth Night. Wow. I've performed in Twelfth Night as well. Who did you play in Twelfth Night? I was Sebastian. 
I was Malvolio. Wow, Ooh. the crab. Mm. Malvolio the crab. <laughs> Sebastian is not the crab. He's Sebastian the twin. Uh, the twin. He's a twin. Get a clue, He's Alexi. A Read a book. You clearly clearly Read a book by a guy called Bill. Billy Shakespeare, he wrote plays, not books. Some of them have been published in books. Oh, yeah. shit. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I've been had. <laughs> the table has turned around the me. I'm the foolish one here. I fucked up. I'm a moron. Yeah. I always told you I'd see the day that you'd fucked up and I'd be there. And I rude it. I rude that day today. You're a bit rude today. I know. And people are rude to Tobe. People have been rude to Toad. <laughs> You'll get, you get really defensive of Toad. I think he's fantastic, and I get really defensive of Toad. Because mm. he's he's got a cute name. That's part of Leave it. Leave <laughs> I don't Tobe think he's cute. Alone. Justice for Toad. Justice for Toad. Toblerone. Leave Toblerone. <laughs> Leave Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> and let me eat it. Um, but I, I really like Poltergeist. Each time I come back to it, I find more and more to love. But the thing that I love the most, and I feel like it's always such a rare discovery coming back, because there's so much parody about this film mm. but I actually think weirdly the thing that is least parodied and is someone who I'd love to give that character Oscar to today is Zelda Rubenstein <laughs> as Tangina you think she's the least parodied <laughs> I feel like you see so much more of the effects being parodied and the vibe of the house and them running away I weirdly think that there's 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 to me, there should be more parody of Zelda Rubenstein's character. I feel like I've seen, uh, uh, the, the you know, the idea of her character in this, Tangina, I think has been ripped off a million times. The idea yeah. of the, like, kooky, eccentric, uh, like, person that's in touch with the other side. I think it's never been done better than her. And also, as we said, Ace Ventura does a line from this movie. I know, but they don't have her walking around. <laughs> I think that is some of like the true genius casting because she is. She got the role because she auditioned for it like a few times, but she clinched it because she said she's a medium in real life and she can speak to the other I'd side. I'd say she's more of a small. Now that is humorous. That's humorous. Yes. Officially, we've had one official joke we had in this one episode. That so you far. can actually say that was a joke. That was a joke. That is officially <laughs> a, a joke. We did a gang. That could be in a fucking book. That could be in a Mad Magazine parody. That of could this. definitely be in a spoof. If she came <laughs> into the if, okay, she comes into the panel in a Mad Magazine. She says, "Hello, I'm a medium," and then Craig D. Nelson goes, "Oh, I think you'll find she's a small." Black. (laughs) (laughs) Officially a joke. I think she is like stunning casting. She's great. She is just so scene stealing and spectacular. She has the most exciting look that you've ever seen. Her hair done up in a bun, those big old school 80s aviator glasses. Mm. Very much a Golden Girls vibe, Sophia vibe going on. And I think just her... It almost reminds me of Ruth Gordon in Rosemary's Baby, oh, yeah. where they just find some God. someone who is so special and cast them in a very singular role, and it just works so well. I love so Ruth well. Gordon in that movie. One of my favorite performances oh, of all time. Oh, man, she's so good. And so the Rubenstein, she's a legend. She's an icon. Yep. She was rude to Tobe. She, she was, was rude to she Tobe. She was quite rude to She Tobe. was rude to Tobe. Cameron, have you ever seen the sequels? No, never. And you know what? It was only this, today when I was looking them up that I realized- that everyone is back for the second one, mm-hmm. apart from uh, someone who passed away, tragically. And then in the third one, it's only Carol Ann. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'd, I just assumed 
they were sequels in name only, and mm. they kind of picked up with some new family or whatever. But it's following the Freeling family. Yeah, the second one I've never seen them either. Mm. Uh, the second one I believe is like there's a cult that's following them that maybe worship the beast or something like that. The beast, and they've got real like uh, kind of pilgrim looking hats and stuff. Mm. And also the guy that plays the chief in One for the Cuckoo's Nest, he's in the in the second. Oh, one too. nice, nice. And nice. he's part of the curse. He died quite young after making that movie, so he's part of the curse. <sighs> so it's rude. It's a rude movie. It's really rude. Yeah. And the other person that's part of the curse is the guy that plays the cult leader in the sequel. They're like, oh, he died. He was like a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's spooky yeah. <laughs> to live that long. I think after today, I might actually watch two and three. Mm. Doesn't I think one of them? I, I think I accidentally turned on when it was late at night one time, and they were in maybe an apartment, and she was getting cooked. I think by that, her shower that's three. I think yeah. I mm. I've also turned on the TV to catch a bit of Poltergeist yeah. three at one point. And found it weird. Pol- yeah. Wait a second, what? We're in a freaking apartment? No. Yeah, what the heck? Go back to the burbs. Poltergeist 3, I know they send off Carol Ann to be like, you're going to go save your aunt and uncle. They don't tell them that there is ghosties around her. Mm. And uh, the aunt and uncle, I believe, are played by uh, one of my faves, uh, Nancy Allen and Tom Skerritt. Oh, I like Tom both Skerritt. Yeah. They're both great. Love Tom Skerritt. Rip. Yeah, we love Tom Skerritt. I love Nancy Allen. Rest and Zelda's back for all of them. Oh, well, come on. Zelda, right. I'll probably watch them all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they. I, I'm actually tempted to uh, to sit down and pour myself a nice Shiraz or mm. maybe a mm. uh, soft cheese. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Treat myself. Someone's cooking up some diarrhea in that belly. <laughs> a little quince. <laughs> Treat pace, myself to Poltergeist 2, then break for diarrhea. Then I watch three with intermittent diarrhea. Watch three on my phone on the moon. Change my underpants, then. Watch the rest of food. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a remake with Sam Rockwell. Oh, uh, yeah. What I the didn't watch that. Heck? I, yeah. <laughs> came out like in 2015 or something. What the What fuck? are you thinking about, Tom Rockwell? What are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch that. I remember mm. when it came out. It was I Rockwell. barely remember when it came Tom out. Rockwell's, Tom Rockwell. Tom Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? His brother? What is that? Sam Rockwell, he's one. I love him. So yeah, much. one of one of our great modern actors. Mm, great yeah. character actor. He's the modern day Craig T. Nelson. I say. Yeah. Is he? In but weirdly, is he they in cast him in the Zelda in Cads. Time. <laughs> the guy deserves to be in Cads. He deserves that. Yeah, Sam Rockwell needs mm. to be in Cads. I yeah. think Cads, by the way, is character actors, <laughs> dining society. Yeah, character actors, dining society, and it's all pictures of like Alfred Molina, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> They're all having these elegant dinners together. Michael McKean, Christopher yeah. McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold Perrineau <laughs> Anyone who's I been in a TV Perrineau. series And you're like, oh, that guy mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in they're in Cats Kevin Pollack is a founding member Richard Kind Oh, wow Stephen Webber Of course yeah, no. Stephen Webber But it doesn't surprise me Kevin Pollack is the organiser of them all yeah. yeah, that's no surprise to anyone Because he's king of the character actors Exactly you know? He's and king probably- of the character actors <laughs> I believe <laughs> That's my impression of Kevin Pollack <laughs> He brings them all out to study them He studies <laughs> them to do impressions of them Yeah, it's me, Kevin Pollack <laughs> 
<laughs> His walk-on was the first walk-in I ever heard. Seminal walk-in. Yeah, it's the, it's the walk-in. Is that it's what the, taught you the walk-in? It's the walk-in that launched mm-hmm. a thousand walk-ins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If Kevin Pollack's walk-in, there'd be no Jay Moore's walk-in. Yeah. Oh, is the Helen of, of Troy of Christopher Walken. <laughs> Jay Moore, of course, that wily guy. He'd never be in CADS. No, of course not. No He's way. a pure comic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a stand-up. He's a stud. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Moore is officially a stud. You heard it here first. And so is Craig T. Craig, Craig T. Nelson. A, he's a hunk and a half. Mm. A big old hunk of American I think beef. Joe, Be- Joe Beth Williams is quite spunky as yeah. well. Of babe. course. Everyone I think is she's a drop dead babe. Everyone yeah. is beautiful that has ever graced the silver screen. And I just love the ending of the movies. The reason why I always rewatch this when they check mm-hmm. into that Holiday Inn and he yeah. shoves that fucking yeah. TV outside. That's a little bit of cheeky mm-hmm. fun. Ultimately, uh, Cam, mm. it's about our relationship with television. Yeah. And yeah. how that is a portal to maybe the darker things in our underlying suburban uh, life. Oh, thank you so mm. much wow. for joining us. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Good yeah. Lord Almighty, we now, finally had a, some point made on this podcast. Yeah, fi- it's been a long time mm-hmm, coming, but yeah. finally someone said something of substance. You're listening to ABC. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you, ABC. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Next up, Bach. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we read Sorry, with this movie? Sorry, everyone. How would you yeah. possibly... Pretend that 2051 didn't happen. Mm. I know it's hard. We all remember that movie. I want to see it. We remember Have very, you seen very well. It? No, of course not. You haven't seen it? We should watch it. What, yeah, we now? should watch it. Right okay. now? Yeah, we can watch it tonight. All right, we're back from the reboot. We just watched it. Oh, my it's... God. Nathan Lane's in it. He plays Tangina. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, I was about to just go, oh, you I have to watch back. this. Yeah. I believed you. I was there. <laughs> He's wearing a smock. He's wearing a dress and <laughs> oh. <the> glasses. <laughs> <laughs> this house is clear. Mm. Oh, there's ghosts everywhere. You've never been to the other side. I said, why was there ghosts everywhere, darling? <laughs> <laughs> so, Tanjana, what, you're a single guy in his 40s? What, you have a wife or something? Yeah, you do the math you on that You do the one. math. <laughs> Um, <laughs> how would you remake it apart from casting Nathan Lane as That is the green light on there. That's, That's the reboot. I would let the rest would follow, my man. It's a pure comedy reboot is mm-hmm. what I would do. Yeah. Um, I reckon him as Tangina is masterful. Masterful. <laughs> That's pretty good. Masterful. Mm. Um, I'd maybe almost do the entire cast of The Birdcage in this movie. Wow, Gene Hackman as the <laughs> as the beast. Robin Williams as, as Craig T. <laughs> yeah, Robin Williams as... Oh. Hey. As the ghost. Oh, oh, we got a, uh, hey. oh my god! We got a poltergeist! Oh my god! Hey, little Roy! Oh, hey! I'm a little tattle on it! Oh no! Hey. Oh my god! I'm a hey. ghost coming through the wall! Oh, we gotta kill it! Hey! Ah. No! Hey, come on, man! Hey, it's time to ghost it from the rocket to the dirty DMZ! Hey, little tearleaf for being Oh, come on now! Oh, you've landed in... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, man. Hey, it's cool. You and me. Hey, why don't you keep doing? Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, shit. Well, that Uh, is how I do it. I do it. 
Bird, it's called Birdcage Does Poltergeist. It's called Poltergeist Birdcage Edition. So, yeah, so you've got... Uh, Diane Weiss plays uh, the Beatrice Strait role. Yes. That's a straight up and down That's cast. So you're in what? My, are they, was it set in Miami? It's set in Miami. It's in Miami. It's just the drag show at, of the pol- of the Birdcage. They're going, guys, we've got a Poltergeist idea. We're doing Poltergeists. Excuse me. you got Frank Hank Azaria in there. <laughs> <laughs> and when he falls down, the room spins a la Inception, so he just keeps on falling. Yes. Um, this is fun. I'd, yeah. I'd absolutely watch this movie. Yeah. 10 out of 10 from me. I absolutely, the absolutely. Birdcage cut. The birdcage. Release, Release the, the birdcage cut. cut. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's oh. buy a bunch of bots to get that cooking. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> ben, what have you and your many personalities been up to? Anything to plug and promote? Oh, well, to my, I've got a light side and I've got a dark side. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That actually reminds me of some imagery in the movie. The young boy sleeps next to a Darth Vader toy mm. and in between a Yoda toy. So mm. he's someone known in the Force world as a grey Jedi between the light and the dark. <laughs> Just fuck off, dude. <laughs> Just fuck. Why'd you do that? Uh, when you were telling that story, I just found my first grey pew. He's the way he's aged 50 years. Yeah. Uh, Benny Plug? Uh, Benny Plug. Uh, nothing to p- really plug, I don't mm. think. Um, uh, d- I do twitching sometimes. Oh, yes. Go to w- uh, twitch.tv slash Bond member. Mm-hmm. Bond member on the Twitch. And that's, um, that's a bit of fun. And um, no, I don't think... I don't think I have anything that I can be fucked plugging right People now. People should follow you on social media. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I also would say Hug the Sun on Grass House. Oh, right. yeah. Huge Hug the Sun, Grass House. Yeah, Huge yeah. recommend for Hug the mm-hmm. Sun on Grass That's, House. Uh, it's, a, it's a show about a cult. Yes, so up my alley. Yeah. Loved it. Loved every 80s. second of it. As well. Really funny series no, created by not? Ben Russell and Xavier Michaelides for yes. Grass House with Auntie Donna producing. Um, Greg Larson's in we there. We love Greg. Yep. Yes, made me laugh my asshole off. Mm-hmm. We're working with Grass House. We got something coming out on Grass House. Yeah. Later subscribe in the year. to Grass House yep. and you'll see more. We got some good stuff there. up there. Mm-hmm. It's a great little place mm-hmm. where uh, creativity uh, can flourish and shine. Yeah, mm-hmm. they 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 won't make it and they don't touch it. They just let people Hands do what off. they want and um, put it on there and mm-hmm. get a good little audience there. Yes, so it's yes. a great place and subscribe, please. Subscribe. I'm fucking. Begging you. <laughs> I'm on my hands and knees. Is that what you want, listener? You want me to beg you? Happy now? <laughs> They're happy. It's great to have Michael Rappaport on the show. You happy, ma? <laughs> A cat that looks like grandma. <laughs> Well, Thank you for coming on. <laughs> we love you, Benny. It's always kind of Michael Rappaport. Oh, he's fantastic. What's some of his? Why best is films? he not in Cads? Is it because he's too rude and loud and obnoxious? <laughs> yeah, he's too. He's a rap. He's boy. in this season of Only Murders in the Building. Well, when's he going to oh, be really? in this season yes. of Cads? That's true. He needs to be in Cads. He Richard does. Kind, would you kindly shove over for a moment and let Rappaport at the table? Richard <laughs> Kind. That's I good. Love Richard kind. Have you ever done a Richard Kind? Before? I've never done a Richard that was Kind. Good. That's Richard Kind. You don't understand. It's, it's what you got to do on the lips. The lips is the really lips good. The lips is the most important thing. That's very good. Good Lord Almighty. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. We love you, Benny. Me. It's uh, always a pleasure to, to see my favorite boys on the best podcast about movies. 
Thank you so much for that. Plug Thanks, in the dude. podcast. Thanks, yeah. podcast. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be continuing our 1982 miniseries with a little movie called Conan. John you Conan? Yeah. I love Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. fuck. And I love that. I'm one of the few... That love Conan the Destroyer. I love Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> I love fucking, Conan the Destroyer. It's a, it's a wonderful psychedelic mm-hmm. kind of take on medieval mm. barbarian sort of stepsy style mm-hmm. fantasy. Um, uh, but yeah, this uh, with fucking James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Darth mm. Vader himself. Reminds me, film. Darth Vader's actually has a few cameos in this movie we talked about Poltergeist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Conan, Conan the films are some mm-hmm. of my favorites. So Conan the Barbarians all, next week. Yeah. You guys absolutely love that. You I really love it. Up. I've never seen it, so I'm looking forward to it. Have your foes driven before <laughs> you and hear the lamentations of their women. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know why I'm doing so many impressions. Oh, you, you're I'm an impressionist. You're an impressionist. You're not a I'm hat. a fucking hat. You're an impressionist. Let's go. Conan we next gotta go. Week, Someone kill the piss at me. <laughs>